morning tip. Good afternoon. It is February 28th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Nemos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I may have found a solution to your problem, or I may have found your ultimate problem. Uh, there's a California company that has invented a vending machine that makes a pizza in three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. How that big is the pizza? Is... I have not seen anything about sizes. Is it like a slice? Because I could see a slice getting reheated in like... No, know. it is a. Uh, it is definitely a pizza. I'm going to call it closer to a personal size pizza. And it call, it's called a, a vending machine... But this is an enormous vending machine. It, yeah, I'm concerned about the the heat temperatures of this thing. I mean, is it, don't doesn't like somebody die from a vending machine like every year? What, what's going to happen with this thing? Well, I, I don't think people are going to want to shake this one. Uh, it does show you the pizza being made, so it's got a it, it sits on a on a platter that spins as it uh, squirts sauce onto it in a circle, then puts the cheese on it in a circle. And then puts whatever toppings you have, and then it goes and hides in a in an oven. But it says like the whole process takes about about three minutes. But I would say it's probably closer to the size of what an average vending machine looks like. Maybe two two or three vending machines side by side. It's pretty big. Is is this something you would be interested in? Because I I already have no interest in this. I I can wait. I'm not in a rush. To I don't food think like so. That. I think it's almost like uh, I think it was. Uh, I think I think it's uh, David Jacoby has the line about. You know, they have the option for 50-cent tacos, but do you really want a 50-cent taco? I think this might be a similar thing. Of uh, I, I get the, you know, there's no such thing as, as bad pizza, but it's like, well, if you want pizza, you, you sure you just don't want to go home and, you know, if you're really, uh, you know, don't want to do any work and you want to just get the, the, the frozen pizza or, you know, you know, just it's not that much extra effort to go and get just I, like some legitimate pizza. I do feel like you're setting me up to just trash something else because it's like Little Caesars doesn't really cook the pizza it's just kept warm until you come get it like that's it it's, it's just warmed and then and then you come get it it's just already in a warmer it's it's gonna be the same temperature so this at, is uh, a uh <laughs> th- th- this company uh called called paestro like i said is out of california they have no plans to uh to make their own pizza what they're doing they're looking to be just the we invented this machine and they're looking to sell it to people uh Care to venture a guess how much a, like I said, this is a pretty large machine that has got an oven in it that cooks a pizza, but how much a machine will cost you? Thousands of dollars for sure. I mean, I know how much just a regular conveyor oven costs. It's it's an expensive piece of equipment. It's, in, it's supposed to be industrial. It needs to be safe. There has to be, you know, a certain standard set for it because, I mean, we're talking a high temperature here as well as I, I imagine in a vending machine, you have to have some sort of sense of security where nobody can actually mess with it. Uh. I, I, just a bulb. I'll say ten thousand is probably more. Way off, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And they're they're advertising to you. Uh, you could put it in uh, in the airport, at your school, at your college, uh, at the bottom of your high rise building. So is this like the new food truck where you just go make all the ingredients and everything somewhere else, and then we transfer it all to wherever this place is set up, wherever you set up the machine, your vending machine, and then you just. You kind of drop it off like that, and then you come back and collect the money later. <laughs> I, I think that's the idea, but... So you're not I, running a restaurant? A, you're basically just a, a grocery delivery now, and then you, you go pick up the money after the machine's done working? I, I have to imagine, but I'm just thinking for a a pizza that you, you get in 
in, in three minutes. I just can't imagine, and, and that it's in a vending machine. I just can't imagine these ingredients are, are super fresh. So I don't think you can you could charge a ton. You're definitely charging for the for the convenience of it. But it just seems like it's going to take you a while to make back that uh, hundred thousand dollar investment. It's not like these ingredients are going to last forever. You know, you're going to have to replace those. So I, I'd be interested to see like how many pizzas you'd have to sell before you're profitable. Yeah, that, I'm I'm gonna withdraw from future comments on because I feel like I'm only gonna just bad talk this because there's different standards for pizzas and there's people that have no problem with those standards of pizza, and that's fine. That could be you. It's not me. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go against you on this. It's fine. Pizza's good. Food's healthy. Eat eat whatever you want. You know, don't don't even get me started on the fruit on the pizza. It's it's one of the most popular pizzas. I would never order it, but if you gave it to me, I would still eat it. That, that's that's my compromise with that. But. Yeah, I don't want to be bad mouthing everybody about their pizza taste. Uh, but let's bad mouth. You you're you're as close to an expert as we can get. That's why I was like, this is what I'm going to bring up. <laughs> well, do you enjoy pineapple on pizza? That's that's no. basically the fruit I'm talking about here. That's the. It, it's it's fine. I can't believe how popular it is. It, it's amazing to me. I I would like I said I would never order it, but it's it's incredible the amount of people that do order it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think that's where you end up with some people not really caring about the compromise of a three-minute pizza being delivered to them from a vending machine they just it's just not important to them nope nope and that's uh that's fine because uh there's other things that can be important to them like maybe college basketball and that it's february 28th and march is right around the corner it's here already we made it it's not i don't think it's gonna get canceled this year all right christmas is scheduled as normal i i think i think it'd be an okay year and that means the March Mad- the March Madness bet consequences are also back. So there's so many more things to be excited about this week. For one, I can't wait to watch all these games. And I, once again, I feel like I have the advantage of not really watching anything this season. I feel like you did all the studying, and here we are, closing week again. Upset city left and right. Nobody knows anything about anyone. Who's good? Who's bad? I mean, where do you even want to start? What was the craziest thing that's happened this weekend? Oh, man. So just to echo what you're saying, this will be the last podcast we do before March. So always exciting. The Some would argue that March Madness actually starts today. There is uh, one conference tournament that is uh, their, their first game is today. And anyone that wins their conference tournament, they get a ticket to you know, to, to the dance. So this is kind of like a play in, you know, all, all of these are technically playing in, in games. So it's kind of already, already started, which is cool. But yes, this Saturday, unprecedented amount of upsets, uh, teams ranked one through six in the AP poll all lost as well as the, uh, the number nine seed, uh, Texas tech. So seven of the top 10 lost, uh, both of those things had never happened before. Uh, I was going into the day as a uh, as a Duke fan, being at number seven, and saw there were some teams ahead of us that were playing on uh, on the road, and thought, oh, that'd be cool if we could get a uh, get a couple of upsets here. You know, kind of kind of move up. Uh, we've uh, you know, the ACC is not very strong this uh, this year, so we're kind of at the mercy of other teams losing. Uh, I definitely did not expect to just go six for six on upsets. So it was definitely uh, an exciting day as it just like continued. And they're all kind of uh, kind of spread out. It wasn't like they're all happening at the same time. It was just like every two hours, it's like, hey, this team went down, this team went down, this team went down. Hey, it makes for an exciting product, which is why we enjoy March Madness, is you never really know what's going to happen. Now, my whole thing is I don't know why we waste time on the regular season at all. I think we should just have like three tournaments throughout the year, and, and then that's it. 
Let's just get these things over with. That's all we want to see. I don't, I don't care about the regular season. What does it end up mattering? I feel like we let in so uh, many see, teams you're anyways. Not, you're not like a real uh, like big college basketball fan. I think it's similar with uh, with college football, where there there are rivalries that people people will really get into. And if you get rid of the regular season, you, you, you miss out on that. And especially with college basketball, you're able to have the, 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 the home and homes. So there's the, Hey, we've already played this team before. And you know, whatever happened, you, there's, there, there's going to be some, some history, you know, maybe there was uh, some chippiness or maybe there were, there was a call that went against you and saying, Hey, there's no reason that team should have beat us. We want another shot at them. Uh, it just the regular season in college. It, it's just, it's just awesome. You have teams doing, doing whiteouts, blackouts, red outs, just whatever, whatever they're, they're going to be doing. There's a lot, a lot of excitement. I went to the uh, Arizona state at Colorado game last Thursday. I was out on a little, little vacation in Colorado and Arizona state. That student section was absolutely filled, and even though they were getting beat pretty pretty well, the student section stayed there until I'm gonna say probably the under four, maybe maybe the under eight timeout, and they easily could have could have left at halftime. And that place, it, it, it was probably eighty percent full. Like I said, these are teams that are not going anywhere in the tournament, but that's just the game of college basketball. Yeah, I, sorry about the the audio quality over there. It's 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 fine. I think Zach's service or my service is just going a little bit in and out. But hopefully you got the gist of that. And I'm sorry if you heard a little uh, different tone voice by Zach there. I don't know what the audio just did to it. Did they go did they do a little robot? A little robotic, maybe a little demon sounding. I don't know. It was very oh, threatening. Excellent. You know, uh, very aggressive. Of like, this is why you like March Madness. And just you in case... will watch college basketball <laughs> or else. <laughs> I, I was not an effect. Uh, I, I do do some effects. I haven't been playing around with the audio kind of gear in a while here. But, uh, yeah, I don't. sorry about that. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for another victorious uh, bet consequence to happen for me. It's going to be great when I just show up for the test on the, the day before, do a little, little cramming, a little quick study here or there, see what teams are hot and what teams are, uh, you know, wasted their whole season saying they were going to be good and it just end up not being that great. Would you say there's a clear-cut favorite now that you've been – so in, in tune with all of this, is there any tips or advice you could hand out right now? Like, who would you say is the most likely to end up in the Final Four? Uh, well, I feel like you're setting me up for uh, for, for failure here. Uh, th- this seems very similar to the um, the Christian McCaffrey. Like, hey, Zach, can you give us who you think is going to be the best? And I say Gonzaga, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. They're the number one in the AP poll. They're the number one in the net. They're the number one in the in, in Ken Palm. So I don't think I'm, uh, you know, melting anybody's minds with that take. But I think even though they they lost at St. Mary's, they just had some things uh, go wrong. Uh, Drew Timmy, um, you, you probably remember him from last year. He's the guy with the, uh, with the handlebar mustache. Uh, he missed his first nine shots. Chet really didn't play that well. I, I don't see that happening uh, too many more times. You know, you are playing on the road where in the tournament, of course, you, uh, you, you you won't be. So, I mean, if you're looking for who I think is, like, at, still at the absolute top, I still think it, it, it's Gonzaga. But, like I said, I feel like that's picking Christian McCaffrey to be the best when everyone had him ranked number one. Yeah, you know, I don't think that you could frown upon that sort of approach in college basketball, though, where – I mean, what, what's the one disadvantage a lot of these teams have or just all of these teams have is that they're all really young. So I think when you have a team that has any experience and has any form of sort of leadership, which I think Gonzaga has, uh, I mean, whether it's just specifically with Timmy right there, I, I think that does 
really, really matter, especially just you know, kind of just going through all of this uh, of recent. So I don't think that's a that much of a cop out answer, but uh, it's it's certainly something that doesn't get people to listen to this podcast over any other podcast or just looking up <laughs> the number one rankings here. You know, Zach did a lot of extensive research for that take here, but you know what? Yeah, it's, right. it's fine. That's how it all works. We always think that's how it's going to work. I mean, there'll be a number one of one, and you'll you'll have them all marked down in your your final four, and you know, come maybe by the fourth day, the, you know, who knows? Anything could happen. So, uh. Zach's got Gonzaga in there. I, I I have no opinion of it right now. I, I can't even anticipate anything. The, you, only, uh, the only thing I know is the ACC is not very good. Do you, do you have a date or a certain event where you, you will start watching? Or you plan on doing no watching until the actual tournament? Because, like, you know, this is the last week of uh, regular season, and then next week we'll start having having conference tournaments. I'll, the be conference tournaments, I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch the conference okay. tournaments. I'll, I'll jump in for that because I think those are where those desperate teams that somehow squeak away to getting in the finals, and the only way they can get in the tournament is they either win the the conference tournament. I, I think those are always some hot teams to keep an eye on. And it's it's also exciting because there's there's this desperation. Your back is officially against the wall. It's win or go home. And it's, like you said, the tournament officially starts. So it may not start for all the teams in the conference tournament, but I also think – there's a big reason to watch it is the teams you do think are going to be dominant. Like, what if Gonzaga goes out first round in the conference tournament? Like, that's a huge red flag now. Is like, is that just a one slip up, or is that maybe they played a team that was uh, poorly ranked or was injured throughout the year and actually is a lot better and it isn't that big of a deal? Or maybe, maybe these guys are frauds. You know, maybe you can kind of get some some real information here because the tournament starts immediately after all of this. So it's 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 funny where the momentum can go, and I do think it's worth watching for that. But anything before that. I just don't know what you're going to get out of it. I mean, unless you, you're you're more doing more recruiting for players and saying like, hey, all right, I watch this guy. He's always really good at these close games. That, that's something that you may have the advantage on of observing the whole season or maybe some coaching strategies of how this guy always comes out of half or when he calls timeouts always feels like a good thing or just always has control or if he's outsmarting the other coach constantly, whether it's switching up the defenses or having some sort of mismatch on offense. I just think those are – for sure helpful things but at the end of the day you can kind of cheat with the conference tournament like i'm going to and figure out what team looks like they could win in a lot of games what team looks like they got a lot of red flags so i i'll be in for the tournament but don't don't count me in for anything else okay all right all right it, we got we got different strategies which i think is i think is perfect well, I mean, I suppose yours is far more successful, but it also requires far more labor. So I, I, I guess if it's worth it for you, I, I just think it's a great feeling for me knowing how much work you put in. And I still won last year. <laughs> last year was was COVID. Every, everything fell apart last year. Like, like you said, there was a little issue with COVID earlier in the year, but it is not slowing us down this year. CDC even came out on Friday, the lessened the, uh, the, the mask mandate. So we are, we are we're full steam ahead seeing a lot of the states coming and saying no more school mandates so yeah we'll, we'll definitely be having having a tournament it's going to be going to be fun yeah it's it's finally feeling like we're getting a little bit back more to normal now that doesn't mean you still can't it take some of the advice we've all been telling you for the longest time it's, it's still not too late i know you may be stuck in your beliefs and that's fine i'm not trying to convince you of anything but if you were having concerns or doubts about some sort of vaccinations i still think it's the right thing to do it's the safest thing to do but don't let's don't listen to me do listen to the experts and find your own kind of way to around all that but i i still think it's funny hearing all this Kyrie stuff about oh don't worry they're going to release all of this and, and i still think it's funny how everyone has a problem with away players coming to the town 
aren't vaccinated that are not required to follow into the same rules. But at the end of the day, it's like, how crazy is it to just not just get vaccinated? Like, how how crazy is that? Like, why why don't you just do that? Like, you're making all big deals about all of this that are a little silly. I don't I think it's silly that you don't want to get vaccinated. So that's that's just one little opinion here. I'm sure I'll I'll get some flack for all of that. But uh, I I guess do you understand the new New York City rules? No idea. No idea. It sounds like it changes every second. It sounds like they're just trying to make as many people happy as possible, which is just politics 101. Because came out and Eric Adams said yesterday, you know, barring any surprises, plans to lift the, the city's vaccine mandates on March 7th. And so I saw a bunch of things that said, Harry's going to be able to play home games. Here we go. And then immediately afterwards, saying, whoa, 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 hold on. It's the public uh, sector vaccine. So I think that means people that work for the government, but there is still the private company rules. So then it's like, well, wait a minute. Why are there different rules for different sectors? Like, if we're following the science, it shouldn't be be the same. And I definitely see people being uh, a little upset that it seems like everyone, like a bunch of people were forced to get the vaccine, and now it's like, well, if you just waited, you could have just waited people out, and then you'd be fine. Yeah, I I don't know. We're gonna have to work on this phone connection thing here. It it keeps happening, but uh, it, it's hopefully you can still understand all that. It was a really good point, and uh, it's it's again very very aggressive, threatening sounding. <laughs> you just sound like a threatening robot all the time now. I don't know if it's my phone or yours. <laughs> it's 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 a you want an alter ego here here's the third host of the podcast here this is a, yeah huh this is a, a i don't even this is devil duke zach over here uh <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh I, i'm i'm in a pretty pretty good mood so i i guess it's not quite getting reflected is, in uh, in my voice on the audio this is the the jet lag coming out right now this is <laughs> <laughs> you know you do a little bit of traveling for uh for some pleasure here this is what happens you, you gotta you get punished on the podcast yeah, apparently. Uh, well, speaking of traveling right now, we've had a little bit of time. We've had some debuts by some of these NBA trades that officially happened. We've had a James Harden debut. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's get started. I want to talk about this crazy story that I sent you. Uh, the Larry Nance and Josh Hart, the the house swap. Yeah. It's just straight up. They they apparently are familiar with one another. I think uh, they played together in L.A., right? They must have. I, that, that has to be how they have some sort of connection here. Or, or maybe they're just NBA b- friends. Like I, I think that's a plausible out- outcome as well. But, anyways, these guys get traded for each other, and they end up just straight up trading their house as well. They, they do. It's so they're both moving in. They already got a place to go. It, it didn't didn't take any time or anything. It's just it's done. Just straight up one one house for another house in, in a different area in a different area. I I don't know if this is an NBA luxury or if this is just you know if you got a good friend you got a good friend. I, I can't imagine a scenario like this ever being ha- happening, but in in the event that we were traded somehow, like, you know, what if your job transferred, me, transferred you over here and me over there? Would you would you want to trade places? Like, is that is that fair game? It just seems like it's almost impossible for it to be equal. So I could see trading houses. It's for sure kind of absurd. That's why they have real estate agents to help you convert houses into into money, but if, if this is the situation and, and your friends and maybe the idea is, you know what, I, I'm traveling all the time. So I'm just going to live here throughout, you know, the rest of the season. And then, you know, I'll move on and figure out, do I like the house or, or, or whatnot? But it seems like 
one of the houses has to be more expensive or nicer or something. So I was just surprised that it was straight up. It wasn't one guy traded the house and uh, a car and a watch. It was just like, no, no, we, we just swapped. And like you said, maybe if you're, you're an NBA player and you just have the luxury that it, you got you got a ton of money. So a, a million here and there doesn't doesn't impact you too much. It still seems crazy. It still seems like, seems like something that you would be consciously selfish about, about not trying to get burned by anything. Like, even if it was just the easiest way to do it, of you got somewhere to live, you're moving the next week, the game starts next week, like, whatever. It's it's all happening very quickly. And I imagine something like this is just a convenient... It, it's just faster. It has to be, of, of just kind of knowing with that. As well as if you've ever been familiar with the other house, I think that's an advantage also. You didn't have to go house hunting. You're like, oh... I've visited there. I've hung out with this guy there. We've been there. There's a familiarity of like, all right, I could, I could, I could live with all that. I could settle for all the amenities they have. And I mean, it's not like any of these guys are slumming it here. I'm sure they're both quality houses. I, I wonder they, who do you think got the better deal though. I have no idea. I, I have no idea either. It, I, I mean, I know the San Diego real estate market, but I couldn't tell you what what kind of price comparisons are. All I know is that California's kind of got its own currency compared to the rest of the world. But I don't know what the, what the currency kind of difference looks like uh, between these two regions. Do you think it was it was just uh, just the house, or do you think you just you, you kept like not personal belongings, but you know furniture? If it was just yeah, keep it furnished. You keep the other one furnished. Cool. Yeah, let's just do it. I'm sure. Had it was, to have been furnished. I, I bet. It, I bet it was furnished. I'm sure it was furnished. I don't know if I'd like yeah, that, that part of it, though. Definitely I, bizarre. I did not see that coming. It's, it's a unique story. I, I wonder how often that happens. I, I feel like you hear stories never. more of... <laughs> it prom- never happens. All right. So, so it never happened. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard stories before of rookies or guys that get signed to 10 days, like l- sleeping on couches. Like Jeremy Lin was sleeping on, is it Landry Fields' couch or something at the time uh, when he signed with the Knicks and then the Lin Sanity thing uh, all I went I can't off. remember who it was, but uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that story of yeah, him sleeping on the couch. I think there's other guys too. I, I just don't know if I I, I don't want to quote. Yeah, names. I think uh, it's funny that you mentioned the Josh Hart because I'm pretty sure JJ Redick stayed with Josh Hart uh, when he was with the Pelicans for for a little bit. Uh, there was the the Tom Brady in See, Tampa. That makes way more sense though. The Tom Brady and uh, Derek Jeter thing in Tampa that that happened. That's that's recent. I don't think he bought the house though. I think he was just renting it from Jeter. I I think so too. But I'm not positive. Yeah, they seem different than a swap. A swap, a swap is crazy. This, this is like literally Monopoly, where it's like, all right, just trade playing cards here. You can have yeah, this. Right? And I'll have that. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's wild. But it, it's it's a debut for both of them. They're both in new places. I wish them both both best of luck. And I, I was happy to talk about this on the podcast because I thought it was a unique story. But another unique story is the debut of James Harden, who. Once again, this guy in his debuts, he seems to always put on a show. That freaking step back, it, it's so unstoppable when he wants to do it. And when it goes in, it really is just demoralizing. I don't know how he suddenly always looks so healthy overnight. Like, how does he just cut the weight? Like, like where does it go? Like, how does, I don't under, maybe, maybe I don't understand body types very much. Or maybe it's just angling or like, does the camera just look nicer when he's debuting? Like, what? What what happens in this whole thing? Like it doesn't make sense to me how this guy can just literally travel a couple hundred miles and suddenly become a better basketball player again. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's a crazy mentality that's happening to professional that has so many eyes on him, and, and everyone's just letting everything happen. Like how is he gonna outlive this again? I, this feels like there's no way in hell this is gonna last. But for now, 
It looks pretty good. Uh, you heard some comments from Embiid talking about how this may be the most open he's ever been, and that might be true. I, I still have so many questions about all of this and the potential of it, but do you think do you think James Harden is officially back again? Like in a, in a week from now, we're going to say, oh, this is the MVP Harden? I, I don't think that he could win the MVP because you know he changed teams. He's been out for a while. But I think he could definitely get to a uh, get back to his his level. Uh, I mean, it, it's always tricky because he he was hurt, or that's why he was sitting out. So <laughs> the you know all the the jokes were like, oh yeah, he was you know hurt in quotes. But then you see this, it's well maybe he like legit was hurt in his quad or Emmer's his quad or his hammy. And now that he's had some time to rest and now that it feels better, I mean, you know how, what it's like of, uh, when you, when you have an injury, it's like, you, you're not the same, but yeah, them together. It's a, uh, it's definitely looking, looking pretty good, but a lot of free throws. It is <laughs> yeah. not, uh, the most, uh, attractive basketball to watch for sure. No, you, you got to watch this one on the replay. You got to record this one. You got to fast forward through that stuff. <laughs> it's it's going to be, they're going to set a record for like one of the longest games this year. It's going to be set by that team. I think that has some potential. So he's played in, in two games, and it's like for all the teams in the NBA in the past two games, I think uh, the two of the – maybe I think, yeah, I think it was just the two of them, not even the rest of the Sixers. Uh, it's like top ten compared to whole teams in the amount of free throws attempted. It's like they're going to be a good team. It's going to be interesting to see if they have enough pieces left around them. I wonder how predictable Harden is going to be. Because the, the one thing is, I felt like when he was struggling at the end of there in Brooklyn, it felt like everyone had kind of figured him out. As well as there was a point earlier in the season where they really weren't giving him the 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 sort of fouls. Him and Trey Young and Damian Lillard, they really made an emphasis not doing like the, the swing through fouls and the kind of throwing your arms into someone else's fouls. Like there was... Really, a, an, an officiating effort put in a not rewarding people for that kind of stuff. And I've noticed already, as we get closer to the playoffs, that they're loosening up on that every day. And I, I'm, I'm worried that Harden's going to be able to get away with it all again because it was, it was a nicer product. I feel like Trey Young is also starting to get those calls all over again. I don't know how we like tighten up on the leash on that again because I thought it was a better product when they weren't getting away with all of that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, it'll be fascinating to see what kind of... <laughs> kind of results come out of this i think it's more interesting that ben simmons has yet to make a debut and they don't really even have a timetable for him apparently he's uh still working on some stuff uh he's not entirely back. ready. yeah do you think uh you know i, I mean it, this is maybe an unfair thing right now i mean if he's uh, truly going through some mental health issues i don't think it's fair to pick on him for anything like that but i just wonder if those mental health issues are having an effect on the potential of facing uh philadelphia in the near future say uh, i think in 10 days or so like i wonder if he's just gonna magically be mentally stronger after that and they're able to avoid him facing a philadelphia team i i just i just wonder just a little conspiracy there of, of if he's magically healthy after that that date suddenly uh you know passes by what, what what do you think is going to happen with this? Like, do you think we're going to say de debut before that, or, or are we going to maybe circle that on the calendar and say yeah, shortly after? Well, I'm seeing they're they're hopeful that he returns before the playoffs, so that makes it sound like he's not going to be ready for maybe like a month. Yeah. So red flag. I, I, it's 
it seems like it might not be for not like because that uh that Sixer game that's uh was it March fifth? Is it this week? It it's within like the next ten days. I don't know the exact date. I don't know the schedules. I know it's yeah. coming up though. Like it's within the next two weeks and maybe this week. Yeah. It, so I think that uh, I I I don't think that this is a we're trying to avoid the Sixers as well as how close the uh the the East is. I mean, there's a chance this might happen in the first round. <laughs> I was great. telling you. Uh, I don't think I mentioned on the pod last week. I think I just uh, had texted you, but I think I picked the, uh, the, the, the nets to win the finals and you picked the Lakers to, to win the finals. And we both kind of had them in the finals against each other. And right now, both of them are in the, the, the playing game. So uh, like a real possibility that both of them don't make the playoffs. I mean, there's definitely injuries. Once uh, Durant comes back, you, you assume they're going to be much better and it's not the same uh, level team once Durant's back in a one playoff game. Same with uh, Anthony Davis and just a team's got LeBron. They can win one game, but it's one game. Weird stuff can happen. Now, the one thing I will say the difference between those injuries is I thought I thought Kevin Durant was playing really well before his, his injury. It felt like, I mean, maybe I'm just being, you know, picking on the Lakers a little bit here, but it didn't feel like Anthony Davis was having that great of a season even when he was out there, and it didn't feel like even when he was out there, that they were that dominant of a team. I thought Durant and the Nets, even without Kyrie Irving, had some nights where it was like, man, how is anyone in the world ever going to stop this guy? Now, it's all hinging on that healthy part. In Durant, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, he's he's had a couple injuries where he's had a hard time coming back from them, and that's that doesn't get any easier as you get older every day. So I, I think that's a fair concern. The rumor was that Durant was playing some full court this week and that he is getting closer to being back. I, I thought Simmons would be back before him because I thought the update we got at the All-Star break between Durant was, I'm not even close to being back. Like, Did he not make it seem like I have nothing to report to you? I have no reason to tell you anything. It'll be when it, when it happens, it happens. And it just made me feel like, all right, so it's like at least a month away. Otherwise, why not just share a little bit of info? So I, I don't know what to believe out of Durant anymore. It, it's it's entirely <laughs> speculation at this point. I don't I don't really think there's any reason to think anything. But eventually yeah. this team is going to get to play together. I don't know what the results are going to look like. But even if they do, it feels like they're running out of time, right? Like there's only so many games left in this season. Yeah, we're on the we're on the final stretch here. Like there's twenty uh, like twenty two ish games left for 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 teams. So it. There, there's not a ton of wiggle room to be, you know, moving, moving up. Uh, did you watch any of the Pelicans Lakers game last night? I did not. I did watch, uh, I watched some Celtics games. I watched a little bit of the Charlotte Detroit game. I think that was last night. Yeah, that was last night. That went to overtime. That had some exciting stuff going on. Uh, it was, it was in LA and the Lakers were terrible. They were down 10 at the half and then we're down in the third quarter uh, by 30 points and then ended up losing by uh, well, pretty much uh, 30 points. And it, I mean, you're just, you're watching the passes that they're making and they're just, they're terrible passes. And it's almost, it's almost like, are they doing this on purpose? Like how, how can you, how can you be this bad at home? It wasn't, it wasn't an afternoon game. It was a, a, uh, prime time normal normal game for them so they uh, and it's not like new orleans it wasn't like you're playing the bucks or something it's like pelicans are behind them in the standings and you know it did not look good 
I, no, if anything, the, the Pelicans are <laughs> kind of in the crossroads right now of deciding, are we going for it this year or are we not? Because half this team feels like they're all in. The other half of the team's like waiting on whatever Zion's going to do. Meanwhile, they're, they're kind of getting some wins, and they're, they're, they're giving themselves a chance. I, I don't know what's going on. I hear terrible things about the Zion situation right now. I don't know if he – I don't feel like he's going to be back now. Like, it feels like he's not coming back. I I don't think it has to do anything with a, uh, well, you know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? It sure seems like he's still hurt and he can't, like, he can't play. Yeah, that's, and then, then they got this uh, expiring contract right now, but they're going to have to make a decision on what to do with him. I mean, you, you make it seem like it's a no-brainer to pay him, but I... <laughs> I'm getting a little bit more suspicious with all of this. Are you not? It's like, is your level of concern not changed at all? Like, we're still paying him regardless not, end of the year, one of one guy? Not, not one bit. Last year, when he was when he was healthy, he was a, a an NBA All Star and was in the All NBA discussion. You have to, you have to sign those guys. It's I think it's worth the risk. Well. I don't know. If, if you if you don't if you don't get him, yeah yeah you'll you'll be you'll be regretting it uh, forever. And I think if you sign him to the to to the max and it doesn't work out, I, I don't think you get fired for that. I think you get fired the other way around. It would, it would depend on what you got in exchange for it. The thing is, you're never going to get anything in exchange that's any, that's near. <laughs> The potential of what we think Zion is. The potential, we assume, is everything you just said. The, the reality is is he's just not playing, though. I mean, I think you could argue right now, I mean, even would you have taken John Morant, number one, over him? Like, is that an argument now? I don't, it doesn't seem like it's even an argument. I would rather have John Morant, who's playing right now, even with all this potential of Zion. I, I just wonder how much more that, that's going to sink in value. He's still a one-of-one one guy. I agree with you on that. I just think that there's a lot more options out there. I look at all the trades that just happened this past year, and when a guy's unhappy, which that's the other factor of all this, is there is some injury stuff. He's also unhappy. This just seemed like two things that lead to an eventual trade. And, and normally, nobody you really knows if he's if he's unhappy or not. There was a stuff where it was that uh, you know he didn't call CJ McCollum when he got on the team, and then CJ came out later and kind of squash that. So I, I think there's a lot of narrative that people are trying to spin a certain way. And I, I mean, when's the last time anybody's actually heard Zion answer any questions? I don't know if that's the smart thing to do or, or the bad thing to do. Cause I feel like then we just swirl up these fake stories like this. Cause we haven't actually heard anything and we base it all off of nothing. So you're probably right where we really don't have any evidence of, of what to think. It just seems like if he just came out and clarified some stuff, it would be really easy and we would all feel a little bit better about it all, but he doesn't have to do that. And I suppose I, when you're a guy like Zion, you, your privacy is your privacy. I think there's a possibility. Uh, Zion gets healthy from what I saw last year, that he could be the number one option on a championship team. I think the best that Jack could do would be the number two on a championship team. You know, I say all this in jaw is so reckless in his, he, he's, one play away from just a whole year out again, too. I thought he tore his quad the other day. He, did you see he like limped off the court, and then the next night I think he had like 45 against the Bulls or something crazy like that. It just He's still young, but, man, he's by no means, I think, the safest uh, injury asset you could ever have. I, I have just I mean, I don't, I don't want him to get hurt. I, I, I like John Morant. I, I just I, I see him 
And I think like who does he can, you know, compare to and like who, who is similar. And, you know, he's, he's six, three, one seventy four. So that is more of a, more of a point guard, maybe, maybe a shooting guard, not a wing. And it's like it's wings and big guys that are winning, winning MVPs. I mean, for sure you have Curry in there, but Curry's the, like the greatest shooter of all time. So that's, that's a little bit different. And I just see John Morant and a little more of that Derek Rose who did win an MVP. So it's not impossible that you could make the argument that there's just LeBron fatigue that year or, you know, uh, a Russell Westbrook of man, he is just so much fun. He is so explosive, but once that explosiveness kind of goes away a little bit and he's still super young and it's going to last a while, but, you know, those guys both had the like real bad injuries and in I don't hope that happens to job, but it just seems like it's like, that's the path that's going to happen. It just, when does it happen? Yeah. I still think both of these guys will have a reputation across the league where I think other players are going to want to play with them. I think they're going to want to be around this. I think they're going to want to be a part of that. And that's an advantage in something you don't trade away is I think, I think you're going to see that a little bit more when, players start to decide uh, where they want to go. Now, one of the interesting things about some player movement that was announced and I supposedly rumored over the weekend here is LeBron reporting that he wants to play his last season with his son, where I'm not even sure his son is exactly a qualified NBA player, but it seems like this is a sure thing already. Now, I'm sure we had some doubts about players in the past, especially at this age group. I mean, I think LaMelo Ball is almost the perfect example where I, I, I sure thought he was good at basketball and he was playing very dominant at whatever levels he looked at in all the YouTube videos. But I thought for sure, once we get to the real deal of all this and he's got to play against, a, you know, five other guys that are also five qualified players on the floor, not just like one guy in the court who's NBA talent level. I thought it would all kind of go away and that proved to not be the case at all. I think Lamelo's for sure a qualified NBA player at this. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. And I, I wonder if LeBron's son is going to make a similar step, but all of this is just leverage, right? Like, where where does this end up going? Like, are other teams going to really leverage their way to try and draft Lebr- draft LeBron's kids so LeBron's last year can kind of come everything uh, come all around like this? It, I just don't wonder what the value of a player right now that I'm worried isn't even that good, and the player value of a guy that is going to be supposedly really old. But you know, go ahead, count out Tom Brady one more time. I think you count out LeBron mm-hmm. one more time, and you're going to look silly every time. So I, I don't know where I feel of all this, if this is something I would want to invest in when I just mentioned the risk, is it something you think some teams are actually going to consider? Like, are you like, what team should consider this? I think a lot of teams uh, should consider it. Just based, based on how LeBron's going right now, even him, you know, in, in a few years, not at the peak of his powers is still a really good player. And if you know for sure you're going to get him. It's like, for sure, a second round pick. I think that's kind of where he's he's projected right now. So I think you're probably going to have to dip into the first. It's a matter if you use a lottery pick or not. But it's like you're you're hoping for for upside, and you you get LeBron for a year. Like, I think, I think you think you you might you might have to go for it. I, I, it might be that he maybe it's that we've all kind of been looking at this the wrong way and thinking, oh, some team will draft Bronny and then LeBron will go there and not the reverse of LeBron's going to a team and then they will draft his son. And LeBron is very much more in charge than we're thinking. It's, it's, I can't think of another scenario like this happening. I just wonder if this is 
the future of the NBA where <laughs> we're getting like kind of these package deals on families. I think players are playing longer. I think people are having kids at younger ages. I don't know if that's necessarily anything new, but I mean, you know, you could kind of reach a financially stable, you know, lifestyle earlier on where I think you can responsibly have a, a child a little bit more easier with these uh, younger athletes at this point. I don't know if that's true recently, but I just suppose this is the possible of this sort of generation that was able to pull that off. This this is crazy, though. I just wonder what teams are going to be after this. And it's amazing to me how LeBron is still like what? what how old does LeBron need to be before the LeBron sweepstakes goes away? Because it's every year, every time he's a free agent, there's a LeBron sweepstakes, and it takes over the entire league. Of the whole landscape is being changed. I mean, the, the Miami year where he goes there, not one free agent wanted to sign before they found out where LeBron was going to go because they all wanted to know if they were going to have a chance of going with him, and then they would decide if they weren't going to go with him where they were going to go. Like I just how how much I feel like that the power of all this is still going to be like a top priority. It's going to be really interesting when it happens, and, and there's no doubt to me that it's going to happen. I just worry. Like, what if the Suns just not good? Like that's not going to be good for him. He's going to be underqualified in a position that, where he's going to be so scrutinized. That that that's my concern. And that's not fair that, to him. Well, and and more of the the, the pressure then to go to the you know, to, to go to the league where I'm looking at it right now. This is at a uh, 247sports.com. That's a popular basketball and football recruiting website. So they do a, a composite ranking which has him, I think, at some point previously, he was a five-star. Now he's a four-star. So he's ranked uh, 34th in the country for his class. So he's a junior this year, be a senior next year. So you could for sure move up, down in the meantime. You know, you're, you know, he's probably 16, 17 years old. Uh, you know, could easily, he's 6'3 right now, 190, could easily hit, hit a growth spurt, be much taller, and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're taller, your wingspan is longer, Ever, everything can change in a hurry. And you'd be right back up at a at a five star, but most four stars, it's, they're they're not one and dones. So you're kind of looking at LeBron's timeline. Is it he has to spend two years in college, or what if he's on a on a G League team? You know, does he even go to college? Does he just go right to the to the you know to that G League uh, elite team? So yeah, it's not it's, really sure. It's a fascinating story. I, it'll also be something we keep an eye on. I don't know. I'm just curious to see how much teams are going to move their stuff around just to have a chance at this. I think that's going to be really interesting. And then as well as, I I mean, do you trust LeBron to actually go through with this? Like, what if you do all this and he's just like, nah. Like, I can't mm. believe Sacramento drafted him. Like, no way. I, there's just no way I'm going to LeBron, Sacramento. LeBron, uh... LeBron does have some history of uh, something like this. Uh, he had one year said, oh, next year I'm for sure doing the dunk contest and didn't. And then it was, um, I think he was on, when he was still on the heat, had said, oh, it was a guy on, on UConn. Oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But it said, oh, that guy looks really good. And then Miami drafted him and then he left in free agency. So, like I said, I think we're all looking at it like the team is going to be in control and draft him. But it's not – LeBron hasn't said the year my son is drafted will be my last year. So it could be he wants to play with his son, so it might be his son gets drafted. LeBron says he's still with the, with the Lakers, and his son gets drafted by, I don't know, Charlotte. So then his son's doing his own thing in Charlotte, and then LeBron says announces this is going to be his last year. Or maybe that's how we know he's announcing it when the Lakers trade for Bronny 
And once again, LeBron will be way more in control. And it's not, he's going to know whatever team drafts Brian is. He's going to dictate what happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, is there any other NBA stories you wanted to get to, or you, you want to talk about this one-on-one league here? Yeah, we can go to the the one-on-one league. Uh, how how is this going to work? Now we've had we've have have had had some successful new additions to these basketball styles. I'd say the three-on-three was successful both in the Big Three as well as then in the Olympics, and I think that's uh, an exciting way to watch basketball now we've all grown up playing one-on-one I, I don't know if it's necessarily something you would tune in to watch but I think we always have these debates on who could win one-on-one and you know there, there are certainly skilled players that are able to hit shots kind of from anywhere that have the advantage of that as well as defensively you, know, you got to be able to stop anybody on one-on-one there's no help defense on this so there is there's is some interest in this that I, I I do see some potential but what what more do we know about the league so far well, one of the things I think that sticks out uh, compared to some of the some of the other leagues, it's like you really need something to to draw you in. And just playing five on five basketball, we already have that. We have that at all of the levels. So to have that, you really need to have a wrinkle. So the basketball tournament comes out, and their whole thing is this is a tournament, and whoever wins, it's a million dollars. They dabble with different rules. You know, they have the Elam ending. So it sticks out and just, oh, a million dollars and the team gets to decide how it's distributed and it's just, it's the winning team and, you know, okay, that's cool. There's been some other attempts that have that have failed. Uh, you know, the three-on-three league seems to be uh, pretty pretty popular where you're getting some of the, uh, I don't know, guys you recognize from, from yesteryear. But with this, uh, Tracy McGrady is one of the guys that's launching it. It's going to be held in Las Vegas in July. Uh, it, it's going to be in spring, and the finals will be in July. So it's going to be interesting because that's going to overlap with the NBA playoffs. So that's, the, that's already a red flag for me. Uh, the grand prize for the winner is a quarter of a million dollars. So that definitely goes okay. Uh, but there's going to be the top three players uh, from each qualifying city. So there'll be 21 players in uh, total. Will advance to they're gonna they're calling it the uh, ones basketball association. So it's pretty cool. They're gonna have a qualifying tournament. Uh, I'm not seeing anything yet about it being televised. But if you want to be in it, you have to submit uh, a highlight footage uh, to to the website for consideration. And then the winner at, of each city is gonna win ten thousand dollars. So you get, you get a little money uh, along the way. I I, I think it could be. No, I, I, I'm into it. I think this is interesting. I also think that there's a lot of guys that I think there's a lot of guys out there that maybe aren't good enough for the big three, don't have the name pull for that. But I wonder if that's going to matter in this as much. Like, what if you're just really, really good? You know, you didn't get a chance in college or you didn't take the chance in college and you're, you've been playing, you know, off the court competitively for, for a really long time. I just wonder what kind of guys we're going to get in this. And if it's, ever actually going to lead to anything like you think it's going to be more older guys or younger guys i'm thinking it's going to be younger guys that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm thinking like somebody maybe makes a leap after this i'm wondering more the uh like, like what the rules are going to be because is it going to be ones and twos is it going to be twos and threes what do you what do you play up to because uh, basketball players come in all uh all shapes and sizes so if you have a point guard going against a center, 
you, you know, in a, in a regular game, you know, there, there's mismatches, things happen. There's a, a whole team aspect to it. But with this is like, is, is the big man too slow or is the small guy too small? And if it's, you know, winner's ball, does the big man just back him right down, finish over him and just do that 11 times. And you know, it's over or how do they make sure that it's a little, maybe a little more balanced. And so there's some excitement. I, I wonder, I mean, I wonder if they're going to do like the Jordan rules winners is an interesting thing the way I think about it too. I wonder if they're going to do winners. That'd be interesting also. But with the Jordan rules, from my understanding, where there was no rebounding. So you get, you know, whatever one possession of dribbling, you could pivot as long as you want. Second, you I put think it you down. only get like one or two dribbles, right? Well, that was supposedly the, the way you would want to. But the reality is, is once the shot is missed, the possession's over, the other guy starts with the ball and then you, you, yeah. you just start up from there. There's not even a check either because I feel like when you get a check, you got to start off at the top of the key and dribble. With these, my the Jordan rules, you'd start like closer to the paint, like somewhere else, like a mid mid kind of mid range, and you'd have the advantage of dribbling out and shooting a three or going around and attacking the basket. But the second you miss that attempt, it was over. There's no offensive rebounding. There's no defensive rebounding because I think that's where one on one gets a little sloppy. Where it's a long rebound, you only have to check it out or you know change the possession by dribbling it past the three point line. And you dribble out with the advantage of this long rebound and just shoot an open three. It's very hard to defend. Now I'm not. I'm not saying the other the other team could do the same thing. You have the same advantage on the other side. I just think that's a sloppier way where you want to see these guys actually go at one another one on one in as much in as much as many situations as possible. I think that's in one on one where you lose that where you get some solo play, and it's really not a fun thing to watch. So I wonder if they're going to establish rules like that. I also wonder how fouling is going to work. Like, are we shooting free throws? Or are I we I, I was also wondering that because uh, one-on-one tends to be uh, the more physical yeah. uh, brand of basketball. So is it going to be just reft like that? So it's supposed to be a, uh, a rougher style of game. Is that what they're looking for? Or how do you, or if they're not looking for that, how, how do you prevent it from just kind of turning into a little bit of like basketball wrestling? Well, finger pointing isn't going to be fun either. I mean, like, well, the ref was terrible. Like that, you could easily point in at all of that. I think if you let it go, and it's like, well, you just got to be one of those guys. Then you got to be aggressive. You got to be a dog out there, and because the other guy's doing the same thing, you can't you can't be looking at the ref asking for anything. I, I feel like it's just got to be you got to have more control over it than than the ref does, and it's it's going to be a hard thing to do. It'll be interesting to see if they are able to make these sort of corrections as they go, and what kind of decisions they start with. Like even the big three made a lot of changes, I think, from the year one to year two, especially the the timing and I think the the target points for the games. Like they, you got to really have like a year under your belt before you figure out the timing of everything to figure out where the advertisements fit in, where this fits into the TV slots. And I think if they're able to survive year one and they're able to make those changes to make that kind of stuff work, that's how this becomes like a successful long term league. As well as you got to get enough draw from the players. But I think that'll be interesting, though, of a bunch of nobodies, and then maybe we get to know some people. I I, I think this would be a cool way to you know inter- get introduced to some guys. I, be inter- Do you think they'll play on a on, on a regular sized court? Oh, I don't. I assumed it would be half court. Do you think that they're going to play like maybe on a miniature court where there's a hoop on each side? No, 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 not 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 like that. But just maybe, uh, you know. Basketball is normally played with 10 people. So if you're only playing with two, you probably don't need to be the same size just to prevent, you know, just the rebound going. And like you said, it's just like you're chasing a bunch of rebounds. Well, one of the ways you could do that is if you just made it much smaller, if there was a long rebound, it just went out of bounds. It would go to the other team or the other guy. It's not team. 
I think the best way to do this would be there is no three-point line. Everything's worth one, and you just go. That's it. <laughs> Good luck. Well, hold on. Now, now you're going basketball backwards. I think you 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 need a three point line because you want young people to watch this, and young people love threes. Well, then go watch any other style of basketball. I don't know. I just it, it's supposed to be a, a skill challenge like that. All right. I feel like if you're going to offer threes, you're going to see a bunch of setbacks, which are skillful. But I think you're also going to see a lot of cheap points with nobody being defended, which is what we see in the other leagues. This one, there shouldn't nobody should ever be open. It's one on one. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be a three-point line. Otherwise, it's just going to be the tallest guy is going to win. No. Well, all right. Well, that that's that's fine. We'll see if the league survives. Uh, do you know what – is this a, a Turner Sports uh, or Fox or like who's – I it, it seems like they're trying to do it almost like a like, like a fight night where it'll be head-to-head battles, you know, with an undercard and then the main okay. – like the main event. But uh, I'm not seeing a specific – service so i don't know if it's going to go probably completely online or if it's you know going to be partnered and you know they're working with tnt or fox or something yeah i could see this you said it's gonna be in vegas i could see this being a draw in vegas this could be an event if i was in town i'd i don't know if i would schedule like i wouldn't say i'm going to vegas to see this but i was in vegas and this was happening it'd certainly be on the radar of consideration of all right maybe you know, maybe we go dabble in this, you know, depending on what time. I mean, the thing in, in Vegas is there's always something to do at any time of day. There's always some sort of event. So you're competing with a lot of other things. But this is sort of the wacky, weird thing that you could only do in Vegas is go watch something crazy like that. Uh, and as well as I think. I, yeah, the the only the only thing, you, like I said. Is July. So. Between now and July is when the NBA finishes, and it's like the most exciting part of the NBA, you know, the playoffs. So maybe they'll be really smart, and it'll be offset, you know, during that final schedule. And you know, it's like, hey, if there's no NBA game, we're playing, and maybe they can draw people when it's like, man, there's no basketball on. It's like, hey, have you seen this uh, one-on-one league? Like, this is pretty fun. Like, oh, okay, I'll watch that. But I, I think it'll be really tough if they're trying to go head-to-head with the NBA. I think you do that Jordan documentary time slot. You do the off nights, you do the nights after the big game, and that's it. Those are your hours. If you can fight for those, if you can get those, I, there's obviously a window there. I know that had a huge draw of the Jordan thing, but I, I still think those are the – if you're going to go against that time frame, or at least that, that sort of time of the year, those are the, the best bet, I think, for of how to make this work. I do not think you want to go against them. I don't see anybody who's willing to – you know. Flip the channel for that, at least, especially if you're already a basketball fan. Why are you going to stop watching basketball to watch new basketball? I don't know exactly. that. I don't know that basketball fan. So I, I agree with that. But I I think there's a way to do it, which is what I said with the Jordan timeline, the Jordan documentary that I think aired later in the finals on the off days. And I think no. That, well, remember remember that's what they had planned to do, but then COVID happened, so then they just released it because we were all like, we want some entertainment, and so they did that. But the plan was to have it be every other so we say that it's like hey this is a great time slot for basketball fans so i do i also don't know what else is in the works that we don't know about there might be you know an alan iverson documentary or a Shaq documentary or something that is already in the works saying oh well we've already kind of got this plan and you know, you might think you have a wide open opportunity and really it's you're, you're already got competition probably but you know what else i think there's something about this basketball's on your mind during this time and maybe if you're truly a basketball addict that you're going to be interested in something like this versus once we get into the summertime, 
I don't know if basketball is necessarily on your mind quite as much, and maybe this doesn't have as much interest. I mean, the big three does play in the summer as well. It's kind of that weird Sunday afternoon game that's still going on. It, it is nice to just have something to do on these Sunday afternoons. I love having afternoon basketball. We're obviously huge football fans. If you listen to the podcast at all, you're familiar with that. <laughs> so I, I get them trying to continue that off of the casual Sunday where you don't necessarily have to watch it or you can miss it every now and then. But every Sunday, there's something to tune in for. So and maybe that's a better time frame. I, I don't know what they're going to partner with. I mean, maybe they end up partnering with the big three. I don't know. Like, maybe this airs after the season of the big three within the same, you know, time frame or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's something new. It's something to talk about. Uh, I was I'm glad we got a chance to kind of chat back and forth about it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it travels and where it goes from here. Now, you've been doing some traveling, and you've been going some places. Um you wanna you wanna talk about your travel at all, or uh, do you wanna wrap things up yeah, here? We got we got a, yeah, got a little I can, bit of time. Yeah, I can just talk about it just just uh just briefly. Uh, I didn't really uh, I thought I might have some some things to throw to you questions, but uh yeah, my 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 sister got married this uh this weekend, so congrats to uh, her and uh, her husband. They were one of the uh, people that had plans to get married last year and had to get postponed because of uh, COVID, which you know is always a uh, always a bummer, but was able to keep the uh, the same venue. A uh, little bit different time of year. It was supposed to be in April. Uh, it was actually going to be the weekend of the Final Four versus uh, this uh, this weekend in February. But she wanted to get married in uh, where there was going to be snow, so it was uh, out in uh, the Denver, uh, Colorado area. So it was uh, it was a great wedding, great time to uh, to see family. It was my first time kind of being at a wedding as an adult for a uh, for for a family member. So just a little, little bit different, where you you know more people and you kind of have more jobs and. It was definitely uh, definitely unique. I got to see that uh, that that basketball game, and then uh, you know no 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 flight issues. But did uh, do do you have a, a favorite part of a of a wedding? Uh yeah, leaving. Um, <laughs> no, I have I don't know. Well, not 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 a wedding fan. Okay, uh, based I, on I, your, I all your love for partying, I'm this is shocking me. I haven't really. I I all right. So I, I've been in. I suppose I've been in one wedding, uh, and that that was fine. I mean. I haven't been to enough weddings just in general. I've only been in technically two. One of them uh, was a small little courthouse wedding. I suppose you could call it that. I don't know if that's falling underneath the same uh, guidelines as, as you're referring to here. But, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't love the, the huge gatherings. I think it's nice. It's If you know a lot of people like you did, it, it's certainly fun. Um, the one thing being in the wedding is you do get to know a lot of people within the wedding party because there's a lot of pre-stuff and I'm sure you could relate to that being in this somewhat involved of a family member here. So I guess then you get to know more people at the wedding and that's kind of an advantage. But I, I always thought the funny part, at least for me, my experience of all that is meeting everyone in the bachelor party without their significant other and then uh, partying with them for the bachelor party is, is awesome <laughs> and fun. And then re-interacting with them however long later at the wedding with their plus one and now everybody's all cleaned up and... Uh, <laughs> there's there, there's some kids involved oh yeah yeah there's kids it, involved it's like, oh you know. i saw you as like fun guy like kind of my age and now like no no you're you're a dad yeah it's, oh man it's, uh it's certainly funny watching people turn back into adults uh in, in a very formal setting again and as well as your you know original impression of them is, is slightly altered uh but the, the reality is it's is fine weddings are okay you know i i'm, I'm I'm just, yeah, cool. You know, good for you guys. That's that's fun. I'm I'm happy for you, but you know, don't. I, I it's it's okay. I don't I don't want to trash weddings. It's not gonna make me look good. You know, I I've DJed <laughs> a few weddings, 
It's fine. I feel like most people try to have fun at it. Those are the people that that should go to the weddings, but most of them they don't really actually want to do anything there. And I, I, I maybe I've just been to some lame weddings, but I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan. I don't like the big gatherings in these sort of situations. Uh, one of the things I did do as uh, having been your your DJ uh, helper in the past and knowing uh, how much you uh, love uh, love requests, I made sure that I had. I had one request. I waited till like it was over halfway through the night. So they've probably even like three quarters of the way through. So it hadn't been played yet. And I did not go up. I sent one of the, you know, one of the girls that I was dancing with up to go, uh, to go take care of it, made sure she wasn't too uh, inebriated. So there was not going to be any sort of like tripping over wires or anything <laughs> and figured that was like the best way to do it of, you know, the DJs are, you know, kind of hit or miss some of the like requests or not, uh, but thought that was the best way he did not play it. So, Oh, well, it wasn't a, uh, something I was uh, upset about, but the, you know, the figure I tried to, you know, use all of my, my lessons learned as best I could. Um, you know, there's that might, that was a good approach. I'll tell you that that, that could have worked on me. I, I think your best approach is actually finding a very mature and responsible child. It's, it's just hard to come by. All right. This is, this has got to be a kid that's cute enough that you're going to listen to and actually listen to, you know, <laughs> not, not just someone like, Hey, don't touch anything here. You know, don't, don't spill your soda near anything here. Don't, don't get that kid. But I, I, you know, you can pull the heartstrings on it. I'd say, the best way to get a request, and truthfully, the only way you were ever going to get a request on me was it's for the bride. The bride wants this. And then <laughs> even with that, I would still need like a second confirmation of someone within the wedding party or somebody I had spoken to prior that was like, all right, you have a little bit of control over what kind of happens and doesn't happen here. Because I the, the one wedding I, I remember this happening was they were very strict on they wanted this sort of stuff to be played. And the guy came up and was insistent on that it was okay for me to play it. And I'm sure it might have been, but it didn't fall within the guidelines I had agreed to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, who's signing your paycheck and, here? And they're right? the one paying you. It, they, exactly. It, I, it feels like it's a service where I'm trying to do it for the people, and I just can't make it happy for you because I made a, a contractual agreement to do it for this way and the, the, yep. stay in these sort of lanes and – I'm sorry I can't do anything for you. And the one thing I will say is this isn't an argument worth having, right? Nobody's – this is like trying to change a referee's mind on a call. It's it's done. Right. It's happened. I've made my decision. The second I tell you no, you're just making a scene. You're just distracting me from doing anything else. It's just accept that the maybe I will do it or maybe I won't do it, and that's that's the best you could do. There's no point in trying to change the mind of anybody on a, on a song request as well as – who the hell are you to be doing song requests? This guy's getting paid to do this, right? You can't just voluntarily just come up with all of this. Like, you're suddenly qualified <laughs> for it, all right? You're not. I'm sorry. If you wanted to, you could do it. And, and that's that's why when I did it, it was not an expectation that this song will be played. It, it's called a request. It's not called a play this. So, like I said, I just uh, went through, I feel like, all the all the, the ways I could have done it, and I it was uh, I was fine with the, with the outcome. Now it is it is nice. I have gotten requests in the past where it's like, you know what? I I do feel like that. You know, I wouldn't have thought of that, but if you're feeling like that'll work tonight, I'm kind of feeling like that might work now. I didn't come in thinking that would work, but you know what? Maybe that'll work. That those are nice feelings. That's great. You're able to make everybody happy, but that's rare, right? That's rare where somebody has actually the good, enough music taste to actually recommend a good idea out of all this. Chances are they're living their own fantasy world where they've always dreamed this one song being played and. They love it, but the chances are no one else has ever thought of that song in that same way, and it just doesn't relate. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the easiest way to tell you is whatever your fantasy was with that song, it maybe isn't as relatable of a fantasy to everyone else, and that's the problem with your request. No one will ever understand that because as as you do at a wedding, you uh, you enjoy yourself. There's 
multiple hours of which there's potential to get consumed uh, alcohol and other partying <laughs> sort of uh, <laughs> sort of enhancements, I'll call. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really miss the DJing of the weddings. I, I miss DJing and just playing music a little bit. I, I miss doing the radio station, if anything. Like, uh, I was. It's funny when I did the radio station. I was so sick and tired of radio at the time, FM specifically, of so many commercials, so many DJs just talking, 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 that when I did the radio in college, I tried to talk as little as possible. And now I have a podcast where I try to talk as much as possible. I, I don't know where that shift happened in my life, but I, at one point in time, I was truthfully embarrassed of talking as nearly as much because I thought I took away from the music. I was like, why is anybody interested in me? They're listening to this station because they want to listen to music. And now it's like, don't listen to the music. Listen to me and only me and maybe a little bit of Zach. <laughs> a little bit. It's a, it's a touch. It's just a, it's a little column B. Maybe a little yeah, column A, too. Yeah, a little. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I just realized I played the outro music here, but we actually have some big discussions to talk about here. I forgot to we talk sure, about some... We sure do. That's what I was going to lead into with, uh, you know, kind of the wedding ending. And I was on a, on a flight yesterday, and I... Uh, had some time to pencil down some ideas. Oh, man. All right. Well, why don't you go with uh, what we got here? For, for those of you that don't know, every year Zach and I make a bet for our March Madness bet here of who can get more picks correct. And the loser has to do something terrible. Now, in the past, it has been shaving legs, uh, running in a high heel race, uh, dressing up as Jackie Moon and handing out corn dogs, learning how to do a backflip. They've all been very fun and eventful and terribly embarrassing for, for me and maybe slightly embarrassing for Zach. But this year, we're going to have some new ones and maybe some old ones that were in consideration of the past. Uh, what were you able to come up with? So did you have any? Should we be alternating or should I kind of just like all like one right after the other kind of deal? I, I truthfully don't have a good one. I, I could give you maybe one or two that are, you know. Okay, I'll, I, can just, I can just go through there. mine. But they yeah, haven't gone You can, yeah, you can, uh, you you can add on like uh, we're still looking for for suggestions. Um, so if anybody's got any, if this sparks any anybody's ideas, definitely uh, get a hold of us. So some of these are definitely from uh, former years, and some of them are are new ones. Uh, first one was a suggestion by someone. Uh, it's the twenty four hours in the Waffle House, and for every waffle you eat, you uh, it's one less hour you have to be in there. <laughs> it's a lot of waffles. I don't even know where the nearest a lot waffle. Of waffles is a lot of time. Where's the nearest waffle house to be? Like this is that's going to be the real consequences. I'm going to have to travel somewhere for a waffle house that's open. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be fine. Like it not specifically a waffle house if it was any sort of 24-hour diner. It's still going to be. I got to find a 24-hour diner still. That's not like something that exists. Like the, the hard part about that is I'm going to be limited to their actual hours. They're not going to be any 24 ones. It's gonna be like we're open from four to eight. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure you could find find something, but I agree that it would be uh, it, it would definitely be a little more difficult for you than uh, than for me. Uh, and like I said, these are just all ideas. We can decide in the future uh, which ones we want to put on the wheel if we're doing the wheel again or how we want to do it. Uh, next one's uh, one from last year that did not get uh, get picked. Five uh, K in the uh, the other team's jersey. Another one from uh, last year is uh, the beer mile. I think was the beer mile the uh, one of the finalists. It was. I think it was a finalist, and we were both terrified that it might land on it. And if we do do yeah. the wheel again, where we put all of these on a wheel and we randomly spin it, and the wheel selects one of them, we really have no control out of it. It truthfully is random. 
I, I'll tell you, when I was watching that wheel, I, that was the one I watched go around the wheel multiple times. Like, all right, don't don't let it hit on that one. Uh, the beer mile is, is, despite me being in the best shape I've been in in probably the whole lifetime of this podcast, I have no interest in doing the beer mile at all. This is not a fascination with me. It seems like a just punishing, grueling, it's definitely, unsuccessful. It's for sure a punishment. As, as as well as there's probably a time where I would be happy to brag about the success of doing a beer mile in my life, and I don't think I'm at that point right now. This would be purely, yeah. entirely an embarrassment. There's there's nothing gained out of this. There's nobody I could tell about this at this point in my life that's gonna be like, oh, that guy seems cool. Like <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. But that's the point of the consequence here. That's what makes yeah, this one a good one. Um, then yeah, that one's fair game again. Um, damn, <laughs> that. Hopefully we can come up with some other ideas because I wouldn't mind that one being removed, but I totally get why everyone would want it on there. It would definitely be uh, something that's easy to uh, to video and and, and doable and, and all that. Uh, next one is a little more nebulous. I just have I put down weird facial hair. I, I don't have anything any 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 more to that. Um, <laughs> loser uh, has to read the book of the winner's choice and give a presentation on it uh, on the pod. Okay, I I can see that going a couple different directions. I can see that being terrible. I mean, I'm not. You know what? Let's just hold off on some of the ideas I could have within that one. I don't even want to remind you because then you you might get scared away. And I don't even want to know what ideas you have because it might scare me away. But I I can see that yeah. being fair game. I I, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> next next one is uh, you gotta uh, order a a fat head of the of the winner and have it uh, displayed in your in your home. <laughs> okay, I I can see something like that working. Um, this one is a little more uh, a, a little more racy. Uh, you know, I was on the internet, so you know it could be a scary place. Uh, you have to do uh, a few embarrassing uh, grocery store runs, and their suggestion was uh, three weeks in a row on the same day. And if you are able to, you got to go to the same cashier, but you have to go get a uh, a cucumber, condoms, and Vaseline. <laughs> oh, see, man, I, I, this is where I truthfully feel like a disadvantage of being in a small town here because everybody knows everybody. <laughs> this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't just like you're going to go to Hartford where you're competing with you know thousands and thousands of people. I'm going to go to the town with no stoplight that's got the same grocer, the same hour, the same guy. <laughs> wondering the same thing uh, uh that certainly is a is a far more punishing thing uh for my 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 living situation over here yeah um, that was definitely uh I, i've not seen that one before uh next one was either uh either a license plate outline or uh or a bumper sticker you know loser gets to choose uh what the winner has to have and we'd figure out for you know I don't know. Is it, is it for the year? Is it until college basketball starts again, or you know? But loser, loser gets to uh, or the winner gets to decide for for the loser. A uh, couple more. Uh, this one I hadn't quite fleshed out all the way, uh, but kind of on that. Uh, I know for uh, one of my fancy football leagues, the loser had to have a you know shirt that said uh, "I suck at fantasy football." So I was trying to think of something similar. But so all I wrote down was a T-shirt that says. I hate Mar March Madness. So like, that's not exactly right, but something about being, it was like, I'm terrible at like the bracket challenge. I, I couldn't quite, couldn't quite figure it out. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, this is spitball in here. There, at least we the, have ideas. Uh, like I said, this is happening this week. So we gotta, 
we got to make some decisions. Yeah. I mean, so far, so far everything seems fair on the wheel, though. This is all, uh, this will all be entertaining. I think someone will be happy to see one of these punishments happen. And the the, the last one uh, is is a new one I hadn't seen before. Uh, I think might require the uh, the most amount of effort, but uh, it's you have to make a music video. <laughs> so I think the idea is you recreate uh, like somebody else's music video as like as best you can. So I mean I'm sure there's like there's you know there's a ton of different directions you can go and costumes and different angles of of, uh, of shots. So it, it's definitely uh, complicated, but. Uh, you know, kind of the, the, the level of, uh, of commitment and kind of like a lot of these things is, you know, it's kind of part of it. It's like you lost, you gotta, you gotta try to commit. I'm not against that idea. Although I'm worried that I would actually enjoy making the video. <laughs> the, embarrass- <laughs> the embarrassment wouldn't even be anything like, yeah, sure. I, I can't sing. I can't perform. My, my performance is terrible, but I could see, I could edit, I could edit a music video. I could do something good. I, I feel like I know enough camera techniques and the editing itself is, what would be challenging for you and would nearly be as challenging for me. But I, I, I agree. I, so th- those are, those are the ideas that I had, uh, that I, that I found, uh, you know, in, in my travels, uh, so far, I could still definitely look up some more and we are definitely still open to, uh, to ideas, but kind of, it's always the, the most difficult part to get the ball rolling. And like you said, all these seem kind of like within the realm. So it's at the very least we, we have ideas and it's not sometimes there's like, do, do we have any ideas? I, I don't even want to tell you what the, the Howard Stern... The, so on Howard Stern, they have two uh, two guys on the staff. <laughs> one of them's a Kansas City fan, and one of them's a Bengals fan. This is like the first time in this show's history that either of these teams have had that relevant of a season and faced each other. <laughs> I, I don't even... I, I feel like this should be an after... This should even be on the podcast. It should be an after-air consequence that... You gotta just—you gotta message me to find out. I don't even want to tell you about it, but it's, it's that gross. Is that disgusting? I don't even want this to be entertained with the potential of going on the wheel. It's that bad. I don't—I can't imagine you actually endorsing it. But if you truthfully, really, really want to know, I will tell you the consequence if you give me one consequence suggestion. All right. So that—that's how it's gonna be. Uh, right? I like it. You—you you send me one on my Facebook over here. You can message me. Uh, it's a free website on this thing called Facebook. All right, go to little column A, little column B. You can message me on there. If you got an idea that you'd like to see a consequence happen for one of us, I will send you this consequence. And I promise you it's a story worth hearing. And I promise you, you're not going to want to see us do it, but you'll probably want to know what it is. All right, hopefully that's sparked <laughs> your curiosity enough that you actually uh, actually reach out. But if you don't want to know either, I don't have to tell you. I, but I probably will tell you. But I will accept the suggestion either way. It's been fun doing this. I think this is our most popular event of the year. It's where we get the most listens, we get the most promo, and we gain the most followers. So uh, feel free to share this if you got an idea. Like I said, reach out. You can reach out to Zach on his Twitter as well, which is... WickedZman24. Yeah, and we will be back next week with the official Wheel of Consequences or at least some sort of agreement on on what it's going to be. And, you know, Selection Sunday's around the corner. And... We'll, we'll we'll know shortly who's uh, who's doing what they got to do, and uh, in two in two weeks we'll uh, we'll we'll have brackets. Yeah, but uh, thank you as always for listening. I hope to hear from at least some of you, and yeah, you disgusting people that want to know that terrible terrible consequence. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, little column A, little column B.